services will begin in one minute. Please make your way in here. Brother Yule, come on, make your way in here. Wherever you are, our services will begin in about 10 seconds. We'll start with that, brother. 10 seconds. I know. <laughs> We'll go ahead and get started. If you would come on in and find a seat, turn your hymnals to hymn number 574. And if you wouldn't mind standing with me, hymn number 574, hold the fort. I'm going to hold the fort for Brother Yule as he makes his way in here. So. <laughs> Singing out there on that first verse. Oh, my comrades, see the signal waving in the sky. Reinforcements now appearing, victory is nigh. Hold the fort, for I am coming, Jesus, signal still. Wave the answer back to heaven by the grace we will sing out there on that second verse see the mighty host advancing satan leading on mighty men around us falling courage almost gone hold the fort for i am coming jesus signal still wave the answer Wave the answer back to heaven, by thy grace we will. On that third verse, see the glorious banner waving, hear the trumpet blow. In our leader's name we'll triumph over every foe. Hold the fort, for I am coming, Jesus, signal still. Wave the answer back to heaven, by thy grace we will. On the last verse, fierce and long the battle rages, but our help is near. Onward comes our great commander. Cheer, my comrade, cheer. Rah, rah, rah. Hold the fort, for I am coming. Jesus, signal still. Wave that answer. Wave the answer back to heaven. By thy grace we will. Amen. Go ahead and start the night with prayer. Dear Father, we just thank you for your blessings. We just thank you for the great messages we've had today and all the Sunday school teachers in their places and the preparation that they did and the, the lessons that were taught this morning. We just thank you for the music and the uplifting spirit. Just pray just bless the services this, this afternoon. Just pray we keep our ears open and our hearts um, attentive and listen to your word. In Jesus' name, amen.
you can turn to him. Him 502, him 502. As you know, this is all live. This is not Memorex. <laughs> Only those uh, 40 and up would get that. Him 502, stand up for Jesus. Him 502, stand up for Jesus. Stand up, stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. Lift high his royal banner, it must not suffer loss. From victory, from victory unto victory, his army shall he lead. Till every foe is vanquished and Christ is Lord indeed. Stand up, stand up for Jesus, the trumpet call obey. Forth to the mighty conflict in this his glorious day. Ye that are men now serve him against unnumbered foes. Let courage rise with danger and strength to strength oppose. Stand up, stand up, forge, stand in his strength, stand in his strength alone. The arm of flesh will fail you. Ye dare not trust your own. Put on the gospel armor, each piece with on with prayer. Where duty calls or danger, the never wanting there. Uh, stand up, stand up for Jesus, the strife will not, amen to that. This day the noise of battle, the next the victory song. To him that overcometh a crown of life shall be he with the king of glory shall reign eternally. Amen. Thank you. you. May be seated. Welcome to our afternoon service. Brother Yule, you look better. At the beginning of the service, you look a bit anemic and pale, but we're, <laughs> but we're glad you're back to normal. Amen. It's good to see everybody today. I'm glad that you're able to come back to our second service. It's always wonderful to be with God's people. There's no place in the world I'd want to be. I used to hear preachers say, oh, being in church with God's people is better than being in jail. Well, anything's better than being in jail. I seem to be just a little loud to me. Am I loud to you? No, you're good. All right, good. Um, but uh, I'm just, I'm glad. I'm always loud. <laughs> Some folks say I don't need a sound system. I'm one by myself. 
Anyway, um, we're just exciting to be with God's people. I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that you're back. Another wonderful spirit amongst the church folks today. And it's wonderful just to be in church, amen, with God's people. Don't forget about VBS in Grants, New Mexico. We'll be going to work with the Navajo Indians out there. And that'll be June 26th to 30th. If you have not signed up to go, please sign up as soon as possible. Even if you're pretty sure you're going to go, but you're not positive, still sign up so that we know how many people uh, are, are, we're preparing for and all the positions that we need to have filled will be able to be filled, all right? Uh, also, don't forget about equipping the saints 6 o'clock on Tuesday night. That's online, and our subject this uh, last few weeks has been sin and what it does to the Christian and what it does to the unsaved and how to overcome it. And then don't forget about our ladies' Bible study at 10 p.m. or 10 a.m. on uh, Tuesday morning, 10 o'clock in the morning, the 17th. And again, you do not have to be a member of Central Park Baptist Church to come to our ladies' Bible studies. We want everybody to be able to come to every open service we have. Amen. And then also uh, um, get a bulletin. There's lots of things in here. We got some things coming up, like uh, uh, in next week. Is it next week? Teachers' meeting. Yeah. Next week we need we're having a teachers and workers meeting after our two o'clock service. If you're looking to be a teacher or a worker and you'd like to do that, you believe God would have you to do that, please also attend this meeting. So it's not just for teachers and workers, it's for those who would like maybe also to do that. And you don't want to meet it, uh, miss it. There's some very important information we're going to give you at this meeting. That'll be next Sunday following our 2 o'clock service. Welcome to our afternoon service. We're awful glad that you're here. Pastor? Well, Brother Kent's going to preach as long as he wants this afternoon. <laughs> no, I mean that. He can preach as long as he wants. Okay, We're all going to leave at 3, but he can preach as long as he wants. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, I love Brother Tid and his staff. They're good people. I'm telling you, we've known them 20 plus, 20 years, isn't it? 20 years. So it's, but we, we've just grown to love one another. And, you know, and I know me, I'm an acquired taste. <laughs> but, you know, once you acquire it, there's no going back. Amen. So uh, and you, well, I'm not like the message. You can't forget about me. You know, so, uh, but it's a good thing. But I, I've enjoyed them. They've been at our home for about three days this week, and uh, we've had a great time together. And I, I know Sherry enjoys Miss Steph. They're just, they just good people. So uh, pray for them. They're going down to their daughter and their son-in-laws. He pastors down the Houston area. So they're leaving this afternoon. Pray for them that God yes, will give yes, them sir. traveling graces going that direction. So and then they're going back home. They're, he's going to drive all the way from Houston to Indianapolis uh, when they get ready to go home. So please keep them uh, in your prayers, all right? Well, let's have an offering this afternoon, and uh, trust that if you haven't given, that you'll take this opportunity uh, to do so, all right? Father, we thank you, Lord, for loving us. And again, thank you, Lord, for the day, for the privilege that you've given us uh, to be uh, in your house this afternoon. And uh, Lord, I, I thank you for the message this morning. Help us, God, to apply it to our hearts. And uh, Lord, we give you praise for that. Pray, Lord, that you would just... Uh, Bless this offering. Lord, please bless the gift and the giver, and we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have an offering, you please come.
Amen and amen. If you're able to rise, we would love for you to join us in singing hymn 394, hymn 394, the solid rock, the solid rock, hymn 394, the solid rock. is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all of the ground is sinking sand, all of the ground is sinking sand when darkness fills his lovely face I rest on his unchanging grace in every high and stormy gale my anchor holds within the veil on Christ the solid rock I stand all of the ground is sinking sand. All of the ground is sinking sand. Last verse, last verse. When he shall come with trumpet sound, oh, may I then in him be found, dressed in his righteousness alone, fought less to stand be. For the throne on Christ the solid rock I stand all other ground is sinking sand all other ground is sinking sand Amen and if you're a born again child of God you can stand on that solid rock you know that it is the Lord who can lift you. Amen. Hymn 629, hymn 629. Love lifted me. Love lifted me, hymn 629. After we sing the last verse, please take an opportunity to greet your neighbors. Say hello this afternoon. Love lifted me, hymn 629. Here we go. Uh, I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore. Very deeply sinned within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry. From the waters lifted me, now say, Am I? Love lifted me, love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me, love lifted me, love lifted me, love lifted me, when nothing else could help, love lifted me, all my heart, all my heart to him I give, ever to him I'll cling, in his blessed presence live, ever his praises sing. Love so mighty and so true, merits my songs, best songs. Faithful loving service to, to him, 
belong. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. When nothing else can help, love lifted me. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. Souls in danger, look above. Jesus completely saves. Amen. He will lift you by his love out of the angry waves. He's the master of the sea. Billows his will obey. He's your savior wants to be. Be saved today. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. When nothing else can help. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. Amen. Please briefly greet each other at this time as we prepare for this afternoon special. One thing I have to remember is to never schedule that hymn before a solo. <laughs> amen. God is good, amen. Amen. We're just in the midst of a good time. Amen, amen.
the joy of that hour has never left me is life's sweetest memories this world tries to erase i'm saved by his mercy redeemed by his grace well every hour and every day well every moment in every way i'm leaning on jesus the rock of my soul i'm singing his praises wherever i go Like this song every moment in every way i'm leaning on jesus the rock of my soul i'm singing his praises wherever i go i'm singing his praises wherever i go that better you got some sound, all right. Yeah, you got to turn them on if, if, before they work, right? So you got to have that on and off switch on the on position. <laughs> oh, what a blessing it is to be back in church. And uh, I'm starting to get uh, kind of used to this afternoon service. I, I don't know. We might have to try this back home. I know that whatever works well for the church, then that's fine. Uh, but what a blessing it is to every opportunity we have to assemble ourselves together, take advantage of it because you never know. The, the, the service that you, you know, don't go to, that you let the old devil talk you out of, that means that's the service you need the most, amen, because uh, you got to shut him out and you got to just continue to press forward and uh, making sure that you're in tune with God's will, and God's will is for us not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Uh, 1 Samuel chapter 16, if you'll look there with me, and again, Appreciate your pastor and his wife, dear friends, and every opportunity we have to get together. We look forward to it, and so especially in the wintertime being in Texas instead of Indianapolis. Uh, just a couple weeks ago, it was 40 below zero with the wind chill factors. 40 below zero. I mean, you can't, uh, you can't even go outside without just uh, turning into an icicle there. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, so if it gets a little cold here, just think about where it could be. Amen. And uh, praise the Lord. The Lord has planted you in Texas, right? All right. First Samuel chapter 16. Uh, we're going to read verse 21 down to verse 23. Then we're going to look at chapter 18 and verse 29. But first Samuel chapter 16, verse 21, the Bible says, And David came to Saul and stood before him. And he loved him greatly, and he became his armor-bearer. And Saul sent to Jesse, saying, Let David, I pray thee, stand before me, for he hath found favor in my sight. 
Then over in chapter 18 and verse 29, the Bible says, And Saul was yet the more afraid of David, and Saul became David's enemy continually. Wow. <laughs> Let's pray. Father, we come before you once again tonight, this afternoon. We thank you for this opportunity to assemble. Thank you for this church and for these uh, that are faithful to assemble and have a desire to worship you in every opportunity that you have given to them, made available to them. And for all that have took advantage of the opportunity and the health to be here, and they're here. I know, Father, there's others that would love to be here if they had the health, and I believe that more than likely they're listening right now and through the live stream, and I, got, I pray, God, that you would bless them as well, help them to receive the message that you have for them. I pray, God, that you would just once again anoint me and use me tonight as an instrument in your hand to bring forth your message to your people. For this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. In the, the book of 1 Samuel, you'll find the story of David and Saul's relationship. And there's much in there. Uh, there's a lot of good, and then there's a lot of bad. And uh, they had a relationship that was good that went bad. And uh, no doubt here tonight and all around the, the world, there are a lot of people who are hurting because of failed relationships. Life is all about relationships. It really is. You can have failed relationships in marriage. What a sad thing it is when Satan gets a victory in a marital relationship. Parental. My goodness. What a sad thing it is when Satan separates children from the parents and parents from their children. Other family, whether it be home, brothers, sisters, relatives, or even church. What a sad thing when church family have failed relationships within the church. And then friendships. Hmm. So as we look here, God records everything for a purpose. This is more than just literature. This is more than just science and more than just history. True proven science will go hand in hand with this Bible. True proven history will go hand in hand with this Bible. It's God's word. Preserved by God. We're to live by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. We're to live by that. And so I believe for the English speaking people, praise the Lord, it is this King James Bible. God has preserved it exactly the way that he wants us to receive it in this 21st century. Yeah. And so it's more, when we read it, it's more than just a story. It's a truth that God has for us to learn from. Principles in the Old Testament that uh, will be highlighted in Christianity and the teachings of Christ. And it's uh, a powerful, powerful relationship that uh, things we can learn from uh, concerning David and Saul. It started out so good. We read here in chapter 16, 
after David was taken to Saul to be able to play the harp. I love harp music. I mean, if you've never heard it, you're missing out. It just, uh, brother, a uh, uh, good friend of ours, Bill Marshall, he has a harp and a lady that plays. I just, I just go to his church just to hear the harp. <laughs> but it's just something special about that. And David was a harp player, and he was able to play and help Saul, who was dealing with some demons and some different things. And David found favor in the sight of Saul. And Saul loved him, and David loved Saul. And then we find over in chapter 18, even in uh, verse 2, after David slew Goliath, and Saul took him that day and would let him go no more home to his father's house. And David, uh, Saul's son, Jonathan, what a great relationship that David had with Jonathan. And then Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. And uh, verse 5, it says, And David went out whithersoever Saul sent him. Saul gave him a position in his, uh, in his army, gave him a captain over the army. And what a blessing it was to see the good side of the relationship with David and Saul. And then we find in chapter 18 and verse 29, and Saul was yet the more afraid of David, jealous, in fear of he was going to take his place. And Saul became David's enemy continually. Chapter 19 in verse 1, and Saul spake to Jonathan, his son, and to all his servants that they should, wow, how far does it go? Kill David. So we find here that Saul became David's enemy by choice. Nothing that David could do about it. can't make somebody love you they have to choose yeah. it takes two for any relationship to be what God wants it to be relationships are more than just one person it takes two for any relationship to be what God wants it to be now, as we're going to see, it only takes one to be right with God in that relationship. And if both are right with God in that relationship, you'll have the relationship God wants you to have, which is a blessing, which is all about life, encouragement to live life. But it takes two. Like I said, you can't force somebody to love you. You can't force somebody to stay married to you. You can't force somebody to respect because of that, there's going to be failed relationships. David could do nothing. Although he would try to do much, but he could not force Saul not to be jealous, not to fear, and to love and respect him. So how do we handle it? And again, we find that this is recorded for us and is one of the great you know, stories of relationships in David's life. And David was a man after God's own heart. How would David handle this relationship that's gone wrong, gone bad? Can I tell you, the 
and David would realize this, but the, the most important relationship that we have in life is with God. That's why parents are to raise children to, in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, they're to raise their children to when they get to that age of accountability to want to receive Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. They need to raise children to believe in God. You, you know what's wrong with our societies today? The, the, what's wrong with our, our, our world today is parents are not raising their children to believe that there's a God. raised with no convictions or raised with no consequences to sin. First Samuel chapter 18 and verse 14. And David behaved himself wisely in all his ways and the Lord was with him. David understood God was his most important relationship, and so he wanted to be right with God, and so he would look to God and seek after the wisdom that God would give him to know how to ha handle the relationship with Saul, to know how to live with, with this relationship with Saul, knowing that Saul has already thrown a javelin at him, trying to kill him, and Saul's mm, very temperamental, if you will, and there's a lot of things going on here. So David, in his relationship with Saul, he could tell that Saul now was starting to uh, want David out of the picture, and, and so David had to, to look to God and realize God can give me the wisdom. If God can give me the understanding. God can give me the help. But I have to maintain a right relationship with God. His relationship with God helped him with his trials with Saul. If you don't have a right relationship with God, can I tell you? It's not because God does not want it. To have a right relationship with, with anyone takes two, and it's never God's fault if you don't have a right relationship with God. Right. Can I tell you, if you don't have a relationship with God, it's because you're not doing your part. Right. God has done his part. Over in the book of Romans in chapter 8, and if I go too fast for you here, just write these verses down and go back home and study them, re read them and in context and, and to make sure of what the Word of God is, is revealing to us here. But I would rather you just listen as I read, but uh, at any time you want to look or whatever, you can get there. But in Romans in chapter 8 and verse 31 and verse 32, the Bible says this, What shall we say then, what, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. You and God are a majority. Before any other relationship, if you have God and you have a right relationship with God, you have what you need in this life. You can handle whatever anybody throws at you. You can handle whatever kind of disappointments. You can handle whatever happens if you have and maintain a right relationship with God. The Bible says if God be for us, for us who can be against us? He that spared not his own son. He did his part. He has proven his love for us. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things. Wow. 
In verse 38, he says, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, or any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So we need to make sure, as we're dealing with the failed relationships of life, to make sure that we are right with God in our relationship with God and in our relationship with others. We need to make sure if our relationship fails, it's not our fault. It's not because I'm not willing to say I'm sorry. It's not that I'm not willing to confess my sin. I've got to realize if if a relationship fails, I'm willing to do anything and everything that God would have me to do to make that relationship what it ought to be inside of the will of God, inside of the ways of God. So as a husband, I must look to God and say, God, help me to be right with you in my relationship with my wife. God, help me to be right with you in my relationship with my children. Help me to be right with you in my relationship with my church family. Help me to be right with you in my relationship with my employees and my co-workers and whatever it might be. Your relationship with God has to come first. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these other things are going to work out. God will give you the peace. God will give you the strength. He will help you to deal with failed relationships of life if you look to him first. Can I tell you that God is always right with us, but we are not always right with God. Saul was not right with God. He was the king of Israel, God's children. He was not right with God in his relationship with David. But David couldn't do anything about that. But David could make sure that his relationship with Saul, he was right with God in his relationship with Saul. The second thing in how we deal with relationships gone bad, and this is important, make sure that we do not, or that we do all that we can do to minimize the impact that it will have on the innocent. I hate to see marriages dissolved and end in divorce because ultimately the children are the ones that suffer. There are many other, I mean, there's so many lives have impacted by a failed marital relationship. But the innocent. Oh, how we need to make sure that we're doing everything we can do to help the impact, to minimize the impact of those that will be affected by it. In chapter 19 and verse 4, in chapter 19 and verse 4, and Jonathan, David and Jonathan's relationship was such a great friendship relationship. If you ever want to look at friendships in the Bible, David and Jonathan's right there at the top. And yet, because of Saul, their relationship would be impacted. 
And we find here in chapter 19, verse 4, And Jonathan spake good of David unto Saul his father, and said unto him, Let not the king sin against his servant, against David, because he hath not sinned against thee, and because his works have been, have been to thee were very good. Now, Jonathan was trying to be an intercessor there to try to help out, but David would not make Jonathan choose between David and Saul. Because David didn't want Jonathan to have a failed relationship with his father. We cannot require our friends to side with us against others. And I find that in churches too often. And not handling things the way that God would have us to handle things. And can I tell you, God has outlined exactly how we ought to handle problems, oughts, trespasses. We need to follow that. But before people will follow that, they'll want to try to get everybody to be on their side. And then the other side will try to get as many people as they can to be on their side. And they'll hear one side of the story. And before you know it, we find there is mm, a battle raging in the church. And when you come to church, it's not a place of refuge anymore. Because when you come through the doors, you have that person on your mind. You have that situation on your mind. And you can't even mm, open up your heart and your mind to worship God and receive what God has for you. Listen to me. That cannot be. Church has got to be a place of refuge. And I tell, I told our wife, my wife, when our wife, my wife, when we got married, she knew it was in the ministry. I said, honey, we've got to make sure that this home remains a place where we can come home to, look forward to coming home to a place of refuge. I can handle whatever I have to handle in the ministry as long as I have a place of refuge to come home to. And I told her early on, I said, you know, Satan is going to work as hard as he can and raise his ugly head on Saturday more than any other day of the week. Because he knows exactly what, how important Sunday is. And as a pastor, <laughs> I've ded- I dedicated my Saturday nights. I, my, my church is my prayer closet and I'm there every Saturday if I'm preaching Sunday morning I'm there Saturday night and I'm preparing my I've got the message but I'm preparing me to be used of God to present God's message to God's people and my wife has given up her Saturdays 40 years yeah 44 years now (laughs) just something I've always done because I know how important not only our place of home is a refuge, but our church, how important our refuge is in our church. Oh, if we would just pray for the services. And we would make sure that we're doing our part. Yeah. If, if there's a relationship got, gone wrong that's in our church, make sure it's not you that's causing it. Make sure that you're doing everything you can do. Now, you can't force it. But make sure that you're doing everything you can do. Seek God, seek wisdom, seek direction to fix whatever is broken in that relationship. Because it will help minimize the impact on the innocent. 
When you bring other people into it, they're the innocent ones. They didn't do that. They don't deserve to have to choose between you and somebody else. That's wrong. Minimize. It will impact others. Failed relationships will impact others, but we can do our part to minimize yeah, the impact it will have on others. The third thing here tonight is remember the good before the relationship failed. This will help you. Remember the good will help us to fight off the bitterness. Remembering the good will help us focus on a possible purpose for God allowing the relationship to fail. God, God doesn't, it's never God's will for any relationship to fail, but God has to allow it. He could take somebody's life. He could take them on to glory before it ever, he, he has to allow it. And remember the good might possibly help us to see that God has a purpose. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, look at verse 38 with me. And Saul armed David with his armor, and he put a helmet of brass upon his head, and also he armed him with a coat of mail. <laughs> uh, David didn't use it, but he's seen this as a gesture of Saul wanting to prepare him for a battle. Saul gave David opportunity to fight Goliath. David, looking back, he would have been able to remember when they have a good relationship, the thought Saul was actually thinking of David's good, thinking he would do whatever he could without having the courage to go out and fight Goliath himself. <laughs> but he loved David enough to say, all right, David, if you want to do this and you believe that God has prepared you for this, let me do whatever I can do to help assist you to go out and to mm, battle with this giant, this Philistine, Goliath. If it hadn't been for that, David would not have had a way into being king. And God used that. God allowed Saul's relationship to David to be able to allow him to go out and fight, first of all, to come and play the harp. It gave him an opportunity to be in the palace. And now he's going out and fighting Goliath, which will be his mm, opportunity after he slays Goliath to be Saul's captain. <laughs> Don't ever forget that. Remember the good before the relationship failed. Saul, David learned much about being a king by looking at Saul in his glory. When he's in his right mind, when he's doing what he should be doing. Yeah. The fourth thing treat the person according to their position. In Christ. Huh. In 1 Samuel chapter 24, as we read what's been recorded for us concerning this battle of this relationship, in 1 Samuel chapter 24 and verse 10, 
Behold, this day thine eyes have seen how that the Lord hath delivered thee today unto mine hand in the cave. And some bade me kill thee, but mine eyes spared thee. And I said, I will not put forth mine hand against my Lord, for he is the Lord's anointed. David had his mighty men telling him, David, we don't have to run anymore. God has delivered Saul to your hands. He's right there. Let us kill him or you can kill him. Let's just get rid of him. We can go home to our families. We can have have a better life and we can put you up as king possibly. But David said, no, I will not. Because of the position. He's God's anointed. Even when you can't respect their person, you need to respect their position. Wow. (laughs) You know every lost man and woman has a soul that Jesus died for. No matter what they've done, no matter what kind of life they've lived, Jesus wants them to be saved. Is that person that's attacking you, are they lost? Person that you're having a failed relationship, are they lost? What's their position in Christ? Somebody that Jesus died for. How can I be used, Lord, in leading or helping that person come to the saving knowledge of my Savior. Wow. Or will we not be right with God in that relationship with that lost person? It can't control what they do. We're going to see in a minute we can control what we do. Their position. A failed marriage. I've counseled so many I've seen a lot of success. I've seen a lot of families, marital relationships healed by looking to God, had both of them on the same, in the same place of mind, wanting God's will. And I've helped them to see what was going on or what's how Satan's trying. And I, we've seen a lot of marital relationships healed, but I've also seen some fail. Never wanted to fail. Do all you can do, but you can't fix it for them. Counseling of itself has never helped anybody. Counsel applied helps everybody. (laughs) When they have children, I always have to tell them, if I see the marriage is not going to work, you need to look at the failed relationship in marriage for the woman to realize that man is always going to be your children's father. Always. If you can't respect him, respect the position that he has as those children's father. That, that woman, no matter what she's done, if, if she's a cause and the, the reason that the marriage failed, listen to me, man, that woman is the, the mother of those children. She has a position of a mother of those children, and you respect her position. And you respect his position. You can't change that. 
make the children choose. I hate it when I see that happen. They're so angry at that relationship that failed. They don't even see that they're destroying their children's lives because of making them choose. A saved person, member of the same church that you're a member of. It's a brother in Christ. She's a sister in Christ. Don't have to respect the person, but you respect the position. Yeah. God will honor that. He would not. Take Saul's life. Not that he didn't want to. Yeah. His, uh, his, his faithful men were wanting him to. He, they wanted to be able to live a normal life instead of run from rock to rock. Change, it would have changed their life drastically. Understood all that. But his relationship with God was most important to David. And he knew God had not given him peace. And he was God's anointed. And it wasn't David's place to kill God's anointed. Wow. Yeah. Lastly, tonight, do not lose control of those things that you have control of. David had self-discipline. David couldn't control Saul. Couldn't control the circumstances, the situations. But he could control him. In Matthew chapter 5, Matthew chapter 5, Jesus outlining Christianity. Verse 43. You've heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, This is something you discipline yourself to do. Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. Pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Maintain that Christian testimony and how handling things the way God would have you to handle things, especially when it comes to those that you're trying to win to Christ. That ye may be the children of your Father. Wow. Which is in heaven. For he maketh the Son, his Son, to rise on the evil and on the good and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. He's overseeing it all. Yield to him. Discipline yourself and understanding that mm, it's God that I look to. It's God that I must follow. I must handle things the way God would have me to handle things because if I'll do that, then I have God on my side. I'll have his blessings. I'll have his peace. I'll have his direction. And God knows what the future holds.
For if you love them which love you, what reward have you? How we handle relationships, I believe, is going to be rewarded. There's going to be jewels. There's going to be crowns, praise the Lord, in glory. Because you don't know how it's going to impact somebody else's life. But God does. And if you salute your brethren only, what do ye more than others? Do not even the publicans so be therefore perfect or right with God, doing exactly what God would have you to do. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. David did right by Saul. And by doing right by Saul, he was right with God. And God ultimately blessed David. God ultimately judged Saul, but he blessed David. And David became the next king of Israel. I'm going to close with Psalms in chapter 34. I love this song. I think it goes hand in hand with this relationship with Saul and David and how to handle a relationship gone bad. Psalms 34 and verse 11 Come, ye children, hearken unto me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Reverencing God, doing it God's way. What man is he that desireth life and loveth many days, that he may see good? Who does not want that? Keep thy tongue from evil. You control your tongue. Make sure that you're not letting Satan get you to speak as he wants you to speak. <laughs> yeah. Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. And his ears are open unto their cry. Wow. <laughs> when you're seeking peace in every relationship of life. And you're doing it God's way. God hears. God sees. And God can direct. The outcome, it's not up to us. We can't control. We can't control what we can't control. But make sure that we are in control of that which we can control. And that's ourselves. If I could have every head bowed tonight. Every eye closed. Wow. Wow. Are we seeking peace? Are we pursuing it? It means we're doing everything we can do. Everything we can do. Let God do what we can't. God can fix that which is broken. God can do that which we cannot. 
Make sure that you stay right with God and allow the Spirit of God to lead you and be willing to be led to do whatever God would have you to do in all our relationships in life. Father, we bow before you tonight, and not only you know exactly how you want to use this message, I know this is the message you wanted me to preach tonight. And you knew who was going to be hearing, who was going to be here, and who would be listening, even via live stream. And I just pray, God, that right now that you bind the devil, that he would not have any place in our hearts and our minds, but we would be focused on you and your will for our lives to help us in all the relationships of our life. And God, if there's some that need to act upon them, help them to commit to doing that even tonight. I pray, God, your will to be done. You would bless each and every one who would look to you. Help them in their relationships. For this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Go ahead and stand tonight.